Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. are down one person this week. Brandon is off. Where's Brandon? I don't even know. It's his anniversary or something. Anniversary! It's his anniversary. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> so congratulations on staying married, even though you're part of this podcast. Clarence has done this the right way and just not let his wife know that this podcast exists in any way, shape, or form and used a fake nope. name. Clandestine. Yep, that's the way to go. Culvert. But even so, Brandon's wife has stayed married to him, so congratulations, Mrs. Brandon. Um, Clarence is on the line. You already heard Clarence. Hey, guys. <laughs> wow, that was clean. <laughs> and uh, Stu is also with us. Hey, friends. So, by the way, tonight's show is sponsored by the letter K and the number 5. K and 5. The really? The Sesame Street episode. Of the sportive, with nobody swearing on it, apparently. Um, I'm really? a new leaf, John. Yeah, All right. I'm, wow. I'm a new man. I'm not, not swearing anymore. K5, that's, we're playing the Tigers. It's got to be a lot more than five if K is going to be the, the letter. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be like K16. <laughs> K and 17. I wonder if 17 <laughs> was ever the number I think. All right. The first, the first thing I want to talk about, I think, is the thing on everybody's minds, which is hashtag tank for Teddy. Big, big win in the tank for Teddy. Tank for Teddy sweepstakes, by which I mean a loss that nobody, nobody saw Nobody believed in us. Nobody believed in us, John. We shocked the world. Nobody believed the Vikings could lose to the Browns. I didn't even believe it until the end of the game because in the second half, Brian Hoyer, who, by the way, was not very good at Michigan State, Brian Hoyer was pretty much, you know, I, I don't think he completed a pass for about the entire third quarter except to Viking defenders. And I thought, well, the Vikings have this one wrapped up. But then Brian Hoyer came out of nowhere to lead a touchdown drive for the Cleveland Browns, which will give them maybe their one win this season, which hopefully is enough to push them above the Vikings in the draft order. So are, are we ready to pretty much completely pack it in and go tank for Teddy here? Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Because you, I don't know. You two on Twitter this week were agitating for the return of Brett Favre, which I think is the worst idea that I've ever heard. Why? Why is why, it bad, John? Why? Because articulate your thoughts. We tried. We got what we deserved the first time that we hired Brett Favre to work for this company. We got. You mean, uh, one pass uh, away from being uh You mean a devastating loss and then a failed season and horrible embarrassment for the franchise? We're, we've legacy. already done that this year. Yeah, let's try it again. What we've lost to the Browns, John. So let's let me get this straight, Marthaler. We got option A, either he re, he cat, catches lightning in a bottle again, like oh nine, and we go back with you know this miraculous comeback and they, they go to the uh, NFC championship game. Or option B, they completely shit the bed and draft Teddy Bridgewater. I Those vote are, for option B. Yeah, that's with Favre. That's your two options right there. That could, it could be 09 and be awesome, or 2010 and suck. And either way, it's going to be fun, and the outcome ends up being pretty awesome. Well, I don't know if you noticed, right? but we're doing a pretty good job of option B without dancing with the devil. But again. without the fun. You guys, yeah, fun, fun. you guys have to understand all, that John. I hate I hate Brett Favre more than anything, more than anyone in the world. He's you an hate awful person. The arms of a blacksmith, <laughs> <laughs> the calves of a barrel maker. Come on, and I, what, what is bar- your problem? Isn't a barrel maker a cooper? Yes, yes. All right, so that's your education. Yes. The ears of a cobbler. <laughs> yeah, the hair of a all these antiquated professions. <laughs> Uh, I I just don't I I hated him for so long I can't change now. I hated how everybody talked about him. I hated his fake gunslinger personality that he affected. Riverboat I, gambler, John. He's I, a riverboat gambler. I hated and, uh... absolutely every part of that. I wanted him to fail. When he came to the Vikings, I wasn't going to change that. I stayed the same, and it seemed like pretty much everybody else, every other Vikings fan in town, absolutely switched their allegiance and decided they were the biggest Favre fans ever. Oh, we love him. He's a riverboat gambler. He's just having fun out there. He's like a kid out there. We love him. You hated this man for 10 years. How long? 20 years. You hated this man forever. And instead, you are casting your lots in with the worst human being in the history of the world. That's how I feel about Brett Favre. I can't let it happen again. Sure, be something if he went out there, just started running around, slinging it around the old, oh, you know, field, yeah. showing yeah, an old Christian a thing or two, you know, yeah, a thing or two some, about a thing or two. Those young bucks, you know, yep. maybe take him under his wing a little bit. Man, Christian, sure, be something. This, uh, this game isn't all about brains. You take your your nose yeah. out of a book for five fucking seconds. You know, it's, it's, you're all brains. Need more cock and balls. <laughs> what you need, Christian? Yeah. You fucking brainiac. So get up another there. NBA. While you're yep. getting an NBA, I'm sending dick pics and throwing touchdowns. Yep. I'm just about out of dick pics. So <laughs> grab a grab a seat, son. School's open. <laughs> Cordero. <laughs> Cordero, you you just run deep, Cordero. Greg, you run underneath. One of you's yep. gonna be open. I'll just throw it up there either way. Yep. Someone's Man, gonna catch awesome. it. Might be our team, might be the other team. Someone's going to catch it. Yep. What I'm not going to do is get sacked or run out of bounds like a pansy. We're both gambler. <laughs> All right, well. So if you, 
So you're sold, John. Now Clearly we won that. We won that <laughs> debate, obviously. Now so. that we've disappeared down yeah. that rabbit hole. That's how you do it. Do we have any yep. debate? All right, what's our predictions for the game in Pittsburgh this week? Well, both teams are terrible. I don't know if both anyone else noticed that Pittsburgh terrible. is really bad. I mean, they're really, really bad. But are they worse than Cleveland? No. Because Cleveland's yeah. bad. Cleveland's openly Cleveland is bad. Cleveland is the second but worst Cle- team in the league behind Jacksonville. But Cleveland's defense is adequate. So, And Pittsburgh is just old. So I... I I Vikings could win this one without even being that good. Just because I think Pittsburgh might be worse than the Vikings. Yeah, I believe in the Vikings, Stu. I think they can lose. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, yeah, if I had to bet money on it, I'd bet on Pittsburgh. But I'm saying that it's not out of the question that the Vikings could find a stumble into a victory here. It's not out of the question. Uh, but I think the two surprising things for me with the Vikings this year are number one, the offensive line has not played well. I mean, the Cleveland defense is adequate, but not good enough to be consistently having Phil Lodeholt turning around and watching the guy who's trying to block tackle someone in the backfield. And number two, the defense, which nobody had had any real idea was going to be good this year, but they seem to be very, very, very bad. Well, I think we thought their defense would be bad last year, and then they surprised everyone by being competent. Yeah. And now they're actually the way well, we expected them to be. And it's, you know, kind of surprising, but really it's not because that's what we expected just last year, and they're one year older. And all those veterans are one year older. Yeah. I'm not exactly so. sure sure who to blame on the defense, to be honest with you. Uh, Rick Spielman is who you blame. We talked say, about this last year when they, when they shed Antoine Winfield, and we that, said, Yeah, that one's on. Uh, that one remember? Yeah, we said at the, at the, at the on this podcast last spring, uh, we said, do you remember how bad they were when they didn't have Antoine Winfield? Because they were, if you remember the end of last season, um, yeah. when he got hurt and they were without him, the secondary was miserable. And we said, you know what? It may not be a great idea to get rid of this guy. And old Dick Spielman, he said, nope, guys, you know, I, you know, I know I'm going to stick to my guns here. We got a first round pick, and uh, Antoine, uh, we don't need you. And here we are with the old AJ Jefferson and, and Josh Robinson running around out there. Um, Chris Cook getting hurt. Um, nobody could see that coming. Chris Cook got hurt? Fuck, what? That's crazy. Uh, I do know during the Cleveland game, at one point, the Vikings had a defensive back on the field that I'd never heard of in my life. It was Alex Zendejas or something like that. <laughs> oh, Zendejas. Andrew Zendejas. Kicker for Houston. Yeah, it wasn't one of the Zendejas brothers. It was Andrew Sendejo. He's like oh. their, he's like their Heath Farwell now. <laughs> he's one of their special teams aces. Well, they have so. two special teams aces in Alex Zendejas and Marcus Sherrills playing in the defensive backfield uh-huh. fairly regularly. That's, that's a problem. Yeah, that's we, definitely a problem. And it wasn't just us. Everybody was talking about the depth of the secondary. And, yeah. and old Dick Spielman said, no, this is, guys, it'll be fine. And uh, and here we are. He signed the aforementioned Phil Lodeholt instead of, to an extension instead of uh, keeping Antoine. He said he had to shed Antoine's salary to, in order to sign Lodeholt. And here we are. So, so 
Clarence, are we saying obviously Rick Spielman is the first one up against the wall, but who's the second one? Well, okay, obviously Ponder's the second one, but who's the third one? Wow, uh, third one. Do we need, do we need a third one? Uh, I guess the question I'm trying to get at here is would you fire Leslie Frazier? <sighs> I, I think you can draw a correlation between Leslie and, and Gardenhire, and did, was he given enough talent this year to to really get the job done that he needed to. Um, oh, how much credit do you give him for Adrian Peterson's great year last year? That's true. Uh, I mean, he, the decisions if he had nothing to do with that, then he has nothing to do with this either. And if he had something to do with that, then he has something to do with this. It's, you know, a catch-22 for the guy. I, I, I want to believe in Frazier, but there's so many things that have happened that just make some, some of the... Some of the coaching lapses have been just, I mean, mind-boggling. Yeah. The, the, spe- the special teams <laughs> errors last week. I mean, no my kidding. God, the fake, the fake field goal is just, I I don't even know. The fake field goal I, that every junior high team runs? Yes, I, I think yes. if that had been, like, in the longest yard, I mean, you would have said, ah, oh, this football movie sucks. That never happened. <laughs> I think it, just, it yeah. was just comical. And, and there's, he's standing there, again, on the sidelines, just watching it happen with his arms folded. Yep. The, that, the, the Chris Cook play, where he's waving his arms, mm. begging them to do something, and Frazier's just standing there. But I, don't, I don't know what cartoon bubble was above his head, what he was thinking about. It, it, was, the same one where, it was the same one where on the Cleveland's game-winning touchdown, you saw they had Cameron on Harrison Smith one-on-one. Yeah, and you thought they were gonna, you knew the play they were going to run, and you knew that you know Harrison Smith, who's probably been our best defensive player all year, he's still not going to be able to get a jump ball against Jordan Cameron. No, and sure enough, there you go. And these coaching all lapses three. are are not only bad. The another issue I have is Leslie Frazier. His specialty is supposed to be the secondary, as is their defensive coordinator Alan Williams. They're secondary guys. They're defensive backs. And the lapses that you're seeing are in the secondary. So so what the hell? He can't even, you know, say, well, you know what? I'm more of an offensive guy. I really lean on my defensive coordinator to make these decisions. No, Leslie Frazier is a defensive guy and specifically a defensive backs guy. And that's where we're seeing these lapses. So it really makes me wonder what the hell is going on there. That's an excellent point. I don't think we have an answer. I do want to do. I do want to do another thing with the Vikings, which is fire up the Christian Ponder excuse generator. So, all right, broke it. I got the. It's up on blocks under the maple here next to the next to the barn. John fucker is shot. Yeah, O rings, um, camshaft. We did not perform oh, the maintenance on that thing. No, I got well. I talked about it. I had to go Castro high mileage, but fucking Walmart, you know, they're not giving that stuff away anymore. Yeah. It's like it's like twenty bucks for a for five quart jug. You know, it used to be like thirteen. Obama, and uh, <laughs> I, I can't afford that shit. So here we are, and the thing's up on blocks. So yep. we'll we'll get her back running. Got uh, my my neighbor Ed says he's going to come over this weekend and. We're going to take a look at it. In the meantime, she's uh, she's shit canned right now, John. You know, I somebody else fired up their ponder excuse generator because 
the talk now is that he was playing with a broken rib or something like that, or cracked ribs or something like that. And Have either one of you two been on a transatlantic flight? No. Are they like super turbulent? Where are you? They like super turbulent where you'll just break a rib after you oh, have no. three really bad games at quarterback <laughs> and provide a really convenient excuse for well, you know, it quarterback is change. Convenient, Stu. My question to you is: Would Ponder go along with it? And why? Why you would know? you go along with the lies that? that facilitates losing your job. He did get to put a couple of really heroic quotes in the paper. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it really hurts when I get hit there, but I'll be fine. Don't worry. That's my Christian Ponder voice, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's Fonzie? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say. TV's <laughs> Henry Winkler. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, needs work. But he, he did get to sound like a hero about how tough he was playing through his cracked rib or whatever, which, you know, maybe he really does have a cracked rib. I'm not going to criticize him for that, but... Oh. That apparently is the this week's execution. He's, he's looked that he's he's looked that bad completely healthy at times yeah, too. So that is the problem. If, even if you want to pin that on the rib, you know, there's a body of there's a body of work at this point he that was, suggests that even if he's completely healthy, the results might not have been any damn different. The uh, the odd thing about Vikings quarterbacks is for years, for for decades, anytime the Vikings quarterbacks have always gotten hurt. And this guy always got hurt in college, and then he comes here and plays shitty, but he never gets hurt, except for when you absolutely need him. He plays 16 games a year. Dante was had like an awesome year in 04, and everybody was excited for him to come back, and he blew out his fucking knee. Ponder has a shitty year, and fucker is healthy as a horse. He never gets hurt until you absolutely need him. So I, I don't know. It just seems odd. All right, I got to be honest. Talking about the Vikings every week is starting to depress me a little bit. The only oh, they are zero three, John. The only excitement is tank for Teddy, and even you know we've been trying to fire up the bandwagon this early, but I'm not sure we can really get it in here until the second half of the season. I'll be interested to see if uh, if they, they do activate uh, Castle. If uh, they'll also, I assume they'll activate uh, our guy MBT. I would assume. Because if Ponder's hurt that bad, and obviously with our offensive line issues, there's a very good chance the less mobile Matt Castle will die yes. in the backfield. <laughs> Pulamalu will like, do a delayed blitz and rest in peace, Matt Castle. Yeah. It's all over. Just his head they rolling have in hospitals the in England, right? I've they do not have a, No, they don't have hospitals. It's the National Health Service, no. though, so he'd have to wait like three weeks for his head to get sewed back. Have on. you ever watched oh, Notting no. Hill, that, that, that Hugh Grant and uh, Julia Roberts movie? He like gets like a you know like an infected tooth and he dies. It's weird. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I, you don't see it coming. It's it's pretty dark. Yeah, and that's you like know, an hour through the movie. Romantic comedy, yeah. and the rest of it's like, just a funeral. He gets a really bad toothache. He stammers for a while, and then he dies. <laughs> I've never seen Good. it. I, I've oh, never been to Europe. I kind of assume everybody over there lives like Braveheart. That's kind of the <laughs> what I think Europe is like. Is you know, huts and roving yep. mobs. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's like that, man. Like you know, the, in the rare lighthearted moments, it's like the Benny Hill. <laughs> Everyone's dressed in women's clothes and hitting each other with a purse. <laughs> <laughs> big, big chested women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then everything else is basically Braveheart in an Irish childhood, and it's all just you know, it's always raining. 
<laughs> Dad's always uh, at the bar. Mom's crying and pregnant by the fireplace, smoking a cigarette. And that's it. There's that, that's Europe. And but anyway, yes. Back to Matt Castle. He will die if he plays quarterback this <laughs> week. I really am concerned about his health if he plays because, my God, the the myriad problems on this team. That's just that are stunning after just three games. It's 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 hard to reckon with, to be honest. I, Where, I don't what is reckon the, lightly. So the strength of the Minnesota Vikings right now is Peterson and... Running game, tight ends. Tight ends, good call. Oh, Rudolph. Tight ends, Rudolph. And I, tight ends and safeties. Yep. Harry and Smith. Tight ends, safeties, running back. And the kicker. Kyle and, Rudolph, APO, and, and Legatron. And, and you yeah. could get and you could get by with the wide receivers, I think. If you yeah. had a competent, we'll never know. Goal, but I, think. We, I know, we have but no I think, idea. Because I think well, Jenny. I mean, Jennings has been open. Am I am I, am I wrong in that? No. You saw the widow, the, on the widowmaker play as he fired off the widowmaker play. There was nobody within fifteen yards of him, and the the NDTP gets thrown up there. Oh my God! That thing took forever. Look at oh <laughs> I was on the garage. I went and got like a beer. Fucking, I don't know. You they know, threw it back to Los Angeles to show a couple of highlights for Medivis <laughs> yeah. talking, and they come back, and that ball's still there. And Jenny's like, "Oh God, I'm going to die! I'm going to die! I'm going to die!" <laughs> and he grabbed that thing oh. and ran out of bounds quicker than anybody you've ever seen do anything. Oh my like, God! Get out of here! Holy shit! Yeah, the Widowmaker. Yeah, and do you Even want to know what is getting open? <laughs> Even Joe Webb is open. Oh, Joe Webb was wide open on that. that would it. We wouldn't even be talking about this. We'd be talking no, about, can they go two and two? Had he connected with Webb? Yep. yep. <sighs> or at least or that's that third down play to Jennings, who was open on that sideline route, and he threw it like 10 feet over his head. And if I if I had Tom Pelissero's number, I would have called him right then and said, "You said he was going to be better." <laughs> <laughs> I trusted you. You watch that. all the tape, you dum dum. <laughs> oh, and he said back to me, "No scout has ever said accuracy is his issue." And I was saying, "What in the fuck are those scouts watching?" I can't get the side of a barn. Oh my god. <sighs> Um, now he's in one. He's, he's yeah. It's it's all bad. I do have it's one other bad. one other Vikings related question. College ESPN College Game Day was in Fargo last weekend at the North Dakota State versus Delaware game or whatever. But pregame, obviously, there's a tradition among the people who show up to make fun signs to hold up behind the camera. And I saw pictures of several that were insulting towards Christian Ponder. So here's my question: yeah. Do I have to feel warmly towards North Dakota State for a minute? Uh, they were pretty clever. I, I, yeah. I think you can. I think it's fair to do. It's what do you North got Dakota. against North Dakota State? Yeah, it's not North Dakota. Yeah, it's but it's Grand close Ford. to North Dakota. It's Fargo. Dave well, Haxtell has been there. They're from Minnesota anyway. They're all from like Dilworth. You don't hate NDSU? Yeah, why? No, you do too. You I talk about how you hate NDSU fans all the time. No, I. I, t- I yank their jugs. I don't hate them. I I don't know. It's like kind of how you feel about your like younger brother. That's kind of weird. You don't hate him. He's just kind of like somebody that you're always talking about. Ah, fucking Joe. You know, he, 
<laughs> he's in jail again. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about him. That's all from like Rothsay and Frazy, for God's sake. <laughs> yep. They're, you know, I mean, this is just, just basically a Minnesota college that just got put across the border. It's just, it's, it's just Mankato State closer to the North Pole is all it is. <laughs> They're cheaper to Mankato State, Stu. Actually, they were at least when I went to NDSU. I got a degree from NDSU. I feel a certain yeah. kinship towards them, but uh, yeah, I don't hate them. Yeah, I, they're, uh, they're not hateable. There's just no reason. No. The one guy said, so, yeah. "What was the one said? Poop on me, Mrs. Ponder." Yeah, cra- like crap on me, crap on me, Sam Ponder. <laughs> what? That's a, why would you? He's just hold the sign there. Yep. That's a classic. Me. That's a classic Dilworth joke right there. That kid was from Dilworth. <laughs> but then there's it's one. Okay. I'm white. I'm white. That was what. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is yep. Just stuff like that. <laughs> which is a, which is a great North Dakota joke. That's just <laughs> yeah. I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm of Anglo-Saxon descent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rascals. So yeah, we're we're okay with yeah. North Dakota State gets the sportive endorsement. I think. They, see, John, I guess the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They hate UND as much as I do. Um, so, I, I, and I as much know. as John does. And as much as you you, you don't know UND hate until you spend, you know, a couple weeks in Fargo. They were chanting anti-UND shit during that game day deal. UND, nobody in the rest of the country knows who UND is, and that's what they were chanting. Sue suck shit. That was their chance. Well, I'm not going to say I don't appreciate that, but at the same time, I'd say my reserves of hate are boundless. My my this cup, very true. My cup doth runneth over when it comes to hate. Uh, speaking of hate, I want to talk about the Twins a little bit, and specifically I want to talk about Terry Ryan, who was quoted in the paper trying to convince us that $7 million a year for Josh Willingham over three years was a quote-unquote huge free agent contract. And so I'm starting to wonder if Terry Ryan just doesn't know how much things cost these days. Like if you send him to the grocery store, he'd complain about milk being more than a dollar. And when he flies into a rage when he sees gas at the gas station, that's more than 52 cents. And he sounds exactly like your grandpa talking about how much things used to cost. Because a $7 million a year per, $7 million per year contract now is nothing. That's like the base price for any free agent who's not basically a replacement player. Mm-hmm. If you want a good player and you get him for $7 million, everyone else was impressed that the Twins got Josh Willingham for that little. The reason being because he always gets hurt, which he did this year, and sort of reverted back to form. But it was a lot of people thought it was a good deal because they got a good player for only $7 million a year. And instead, we've got Terry Ryan trying to snow job somebody i'm not even sure he's who he's trying to convince there into believing that this is a big free agent contract and frankly it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah that's uh boy he, he probably shouldn't have said that <laughs> now that folks is go- a hot sports steak right there <laughs> hashtag hot sports well, steaks now in his defense i mean the big ticket free agents one we don't know if they would have come here and two most of them sucked. True. I mean, there's just so, so. I mean, that's the whole thing is that and he may have the right idea, but he's certainly going the wrong way about selling that. If that makes sense, so I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm letting him off the hook because they absolutely need to spend money to bring players in. 
but they also don't need to be throwing good money after bad to put a good, you know, try to put a, I don't know, lipstick on a pig or whatever metaphor you choose to use in this case. We'll choose to use that one. Does that make sense at all? Well, the thing that gets me is my understanding, and I'm not, I'm not too up on TV deals, but there were a number of teams, specifically the one that comes to mind is the Dodgers, who got a ridiculous television deal that suddenly had more money than they had already. And the Twins don't have that luxury because they don't have any kind of bidding war for their TV rights here, and they're sort of just dependent on Fox Sports North giving them whatever, which is, you know, I understand, and that's the way things go. But my understanding is that everybody gets more money next year, that the national TV contracts are going to bring in something like 30 or 50 million or something like that for every team. So suddenly it, that's automatically going to inflate the value of free agents this off season. So if Terry Ryan wants to send, sign anybody, he's already going to have to look at paying 25% more than you would have last year or something like that. But the problem is he already seems to think that these guys are double the, what double the value they should be. So suddenly you're looking at them really having no possibility of signing anybody because while everybody in the league is offering Matt Garza $14 million a year, he's calling up Matt Garza's agent and asking him if he'll take three and a half plus incentive. Well, if you're looking for hope, the other side of that coin is then he'll go out and give Kevin Correa two years and $10 million when nobody was – offering anything near that, and you're, everybody's shaking their head going, what the hell is going on here? He, he, why are you giving him that? Yeah. You won't pay everybody else their going rate, but then for Kevin Correa, you'll pay him, give him an extra year that nobody else is willing to, to tack on. So maybe he is willing to do it for the right guy, but the track record is Who also happens that he to be the wrong the, guy. Yeah, that he knows who the right guy is. And my contention has been he may need to overspend. To You don't have to. Why does he have to spend the exact right amount of money for everybody to love the, the deal? Years is one thing. Adding on an extra year to a guy can create a problem. Having an, you know, Adding a, a third year to a guy that you really only want to have around for two years because you may block a prospect. If the guy gets hurt, then you're on the hook for that third year. But if a guy is looking at a, a, you know, a myriad of two-year deals, and you have to add on three million dollars in order for him to come here, well, you're already thirty to fifty million dollars under your payroll cap, your self-inflicted payroll cap. You may need to spend three additional million dollars or five five million additional dollars to get a guy here. You just might have to. Yeah, and I think, and it's not the end of the world. One of the one of the things that our our buddies Gleeman and the Geek talk about a lot of the time is for a guy like Kevin Correa, they would rather have seen the Twins spend eight million dollars and just sign him for one year than That's ten million dollars and sign him for two. That's my exact point. Yeah. And now Kevin Correa is a bad example because nobody really wanted Kevin Correa. But if there's another starting pitcher that's looking at a handful of options, if you got to tack on five million dollars on top of what the, the highest bidder is just to get him here for just for one year, you may need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to like when you're, throw a little, if you want to bring back like Mike Pelfrey or something, for like a one-year deal, and you got to like throw like a million or two above what other people are offering, sure, do it. Please you don't have zero bring back. Starting, you have, you have no Pelfrey. starting pitchers right now, so that's. 
Even so, I'd rather have no starting pitchers than Mike Pelfrey. <laughs> well, you already got Kevin Correa, so yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have another year of Pedro Hernandez. I'd rather have another year of Andrew Albers's puffballs. Well, I'd rather have you know, Cole DeVries going out you're, there. You're just you're, just you're just you're just making fun of and- Andy Albers because Brandon's not here. That's, <laughs> that's kind of class. pretty classy. His yeah, guy, class. Andrew Albers. His guy, what ha- his buddy, what do you think? His boyfriend. What do you think happened to Brandon during that discussion about Andrew Alvarez? I mean, what what just popped loose in his head that he thought he was going to get the seventy major? Like I don't know. This? He's normally so analytical, and yep. well, the past history would dictate that what Fangraphs would show is his mm-hmm. FIP and his WFR would say that he will have exactly seven point eight wins in his history, and instead he said. Andy Albers will win 200 games. Yeah, 250. Yeah. Two, no, 250. It was two, <laughs> low end was 200 if he had to have Tommy John. 250, but 250. I don't know what happened. And isn't Andrew Albers yeah. also like 31 years old already or something like that? He is. And, 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 and with the Canadian, Canadian 31. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's 17. It's a hard 31. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's two years since they all have to do yeah. in the Mounties. Yeah, that's... I'm gonna yep, yeah, forty-two rabies shots. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite moments on the podcast. I think mostly because we get to make fun of Brandon for it for years to come now. Yeah. All right. Um, I you know they're bad. <laughs> let's again. I'm getting depressed talking about it. Let's talk about something else. And I do want to. I do want to mention something that I don't think we talked about, or at least I can't recall us talking about specifically. Uh, the Gopher hockey team announced that they'll be playing an outdoor game against Ohio State on a Friday in January. You shut the hell up, Stu. We're going to talk about this. Sorry. We're going to talk about Go Sorry, Huskies Woo next. Bit. So go ahead and get your oh, Go yeah. Huskies Woo update right now. I'm going to go get the Val's menu. Okay. <laughs> we do have to mention that, too. Uh, but, Clarence, is this a good thing, a bad thing? I, obviously... The NHL announced also that the Wild would not be getting the Winter Classic in 2015 either, which is just ridiculous. They're putting it in Washington or something like that. So yep. I, I I hate you very much, Gary Bevan. I know you're listening to this podcast. I hate you very, very much. I think I hate you more than Brett Favre. And after we listened to me rant about Brett Favre before, I think we know how much. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So that means to me. So screw you, Batman. But is this outdoor gopher game a good thing? Why would you hate Batman's this little, you know, lawyer, little slime ball 
Brett Favre's riverboat gambler. He's American. Let's not go back. Let's not go back into that. Hate them equally. That doesn't make no. sense. Let's let's not oh. get back into the Brett Favre. Let's this focus whole on hockey. Here. <laughs> deal that doesn't. I honestly, he put it in Washington D.C. He put the the outdoor game in Washington D.C. Yeah, why not somewhere else with a great hockey heritage like Tampa? How about Anaheim? Maybe Las Vegas? It's he doesn't like Minnesota for some reason. There's something more going on because it's unexplainable. Yeah, there's no other. And now, what I would say to Bettman: if Bettman came to us and said, "You know what, Minnesota Wild, uh, Leopold, you are getting the 2016 Winter Classic," I would tell Bettman to suck the biggest dick he can find in Canada. <laughs> we don't want it anymore. F you. We don't want it anymore. We don't want your stupid winter classic. We're just fine up here the way things are. You can take your stupid outdoor game, play it, and pan them off for all I care. I don't give a shit. We don't want it anymore, Gary. Uh, it's too late. It's too late. We don't want it anymore. The other, That's my take. The other thing that makes me mad is that they're pl- aren't they playing like seven outdoor games or something like that this year? Like Heritage Classics or something ridiculous. And he said you guys can have one of those, and that's I liked it. Leopold's like, no, I don't want it, buddy. I think they're actually called Outdoor Frolics. <laughs> Go suck that giant hairy dick. I, I don't I don't know why they call him that. It's a dumb name, but Outdoor Frolics <laughs> tested the best out of all the names. <laughs> that's but, what they're called. I mean, it's, Funny stuff. it's classic NHL, just... Oh, we have one good thing about this league right now? You know, let's do it nine times so it's not special at all. Let's make sure we ruin this for everybody. Just so everybody hates it and it's not cool anymore. That's exactly what we want to do. I don't know, John. I don't know how I feel about the college one, the Gophers versus Ohio State. Uh, That classic rivalry, by the way, Minnesota versus Ohio State. I don't know. I want to like it. It just doesn't. It doesn't stir my loins in any way. It doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. It's fine. I don't hate it. I don't Are you going to go? Probably not. Probably not? Probably not. Do you even go to go for hockey anymore? A lot. I just uh, today got a hotel and tickets to the Badgers for uh, for my birthday. We're going to get a hotel and go down to the bed that's at the end of November. In Madison? Um, no, at uh, in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's a trip for us, John. You've Got to remember, I yep. live out. In- well, you know, when you said go down there, I thought maybe you meant Madison, but I meant down there to to the cities, John. Yep, I I, I understand, yeah. Clarence. <laughs> That's a trip for us. I, you know, I just um, want to make sure because last year I tried to I tried to give you a free ticket to the Gophers North Dakota game and you wouldn't go, so. I thought maybe I, I you think didn't I like had, going to go for hockey anymore. I think my, no, I love it. Oh, I love it. I think I had uh, the kid at hockey or something. Yeah. I think that's what happened. But uh, no, I, I, I enjoy going. We should talk about um, now that Sally's is gone. What did you say is the best bar to get shit hammered after a game? We did uh, kind of have that discussion. Uh, Burrito Loco is not bad. Stubborn Herbs, I thought was the yeah. Stubborn Herbs, right there. It depends on how far you're a, willing to walk. Well, Stubborn Herbs is kind of. Are there any? Everybody goes, to, not everybody, but you know what I mean. It's, yep. it's, that's the classic one. Is there kind of an under-the-radar place around there that a guy might go to? Well, and not Hong Kong Noodle or any bullshit no, place no, like no. that. Or 
Rockefeller. I ain't going there. If you're willing, if you're willing to drive a little bit, you can go up Como to Man. I'm not driving anywhere, John. I'm gonna be gonna be uh, okay. walking. So. Well, you know, if you're willing to take a pedicab or whatever, <laughs> I don't know how you get up to. Because once you get up to Como, it gets a little quieter up there. And Manning's is good because it feels like it belongs in Ortonville or Lewisburg or something like that. So that can be an entertaining place. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, no, there's a lot of stuff in Dinky Town, but none of that is like hole in the wall like that. Sort of hmm. under the radar. That's the problem. Well, BW3 is, is right there. So yeah. that's not under the radar. And that's not a, everybody and can go to B-dubs. And that's it. Sally's is gone. You can go drink at the Big Ten. It always feels like it's 1988 in there for some reason. I think that's what we'll end up doing: campus pizza, Big Ten. I don't. I don't know what. Not going to Hong Kong Noodle, John. Not going to Hong Kong Noodle. I wasn't going to go there. Hong Kong Noodle. You were gonna. You were. It was on tip your tongue. Is Hong Kong Noodle still over there? I don't know. Was there ever a place called Hong Kong Noodle? I like saying Hong Kong Noodle. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's still there. I can remember going to a Greek place by Chipotle kind of once before a game. I'm not sure why not we going what to you're Chipotle, doing. What's I know I I, do, I wasn't suggesting you go to Chipotle, Clarence. Okay. We've been over this. No. Uh, yeah, there's no good places left now that Sally's is gone, and even Sally's is crowded as heck during, on hockey nights. Yeah, it was. So. R.I.P. It'll be back. It's coming back after they build the apartments or whatever there. Because what the they University of Minnesota really needed. When they, close, when they close bars to put up apartments and condos, those bars never come back. Well, nope. supposedly nope. it's coming back in the basement of that place. But, like you say, yeah, it never actually comes back. That's what my dad said when I was six, John. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Yeah, he said he's coming back. He's running out for smokes. Never happened, John. Well, nope. this sure got depressing. Well... It's the real world, John. We need Brandon here. Optimistic Brandon. He'd bring us back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, do you have a Go Huskies Woo Five O's update? Uh no. I haven't really even paid attention. I know they did like a bunch of work on the uh the, the National Concrete Center? No, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I think it's the Herb Brooks Memorial uh Concrete, Concrete Center. Center. Concrete Center? Yeah. Looks nice from the pictures I've seen, and I think they're in the top. They're in the top ten preseason for the national top, top ten. Uh, national are, are they? I don't. Know. I think Paul Butchergrass. So he's the only guy I follow for those things. So. For, for this is hot. They still yeah. hockey. Or is Saint Cloud yeah. still playing? They're going forward even after. The- yeah, the final four. Yeah, the fi- the team that was in the final four and the Gophers weren't last year. Yeah, that one. They're still. They still got a team. That was good. Well, that's I think great. that was scoreboard there, that. wasn't it? Yeah, good for them. So, yeah, we, we do what we can. Stu, I'm not sure so. you can call scoreboard when you can't name a single player on the team. Jeff Paradise. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> uh. you want to? Do you have any good stories from your time at St. Cloud State? Uh, well, I'm sure I do, but hockey-related stories, preferably. But well, I was in a study group with Jeff Satterdahl, and does that count? That does count. No. What was no. Jeff Satterdahl like? Yeah, he's yeah, he's from Bloomington, so I didn't have any problems with him. But you know, he's from Bloomington, so if you want to insert your own Bloomington biases there, I'll, I'll let you do that. But I had never had any issues with him, I guess. So nice enough guy, and uh, 
I the place where I was I worked a front desk at one of the dorms there in Freddie Knipshire was one of the residents. He came in late a couple of times, but I think it's because he didn't know where he was. <laughs> he actually so, didn't know where he lived, so Yeah, it's one of those things. I I, I you know, those those uh the you know, foreign exchange students, you know. While we're on while we're on the topic of Saint Cloud here, we we should mention that Somebody, we presume a podcast listener, so bravo to whoever, sent a letter to Mike Rand at the Star Tribune addressed to Michael, quote, Manthrax Randball, that contained... He sent something with with Anthrax in the message line, or in the address line, to a major American newspaper. And it was still delivered by him. And it still got to him. They just put it on his desk. Here you go. No, this letter addressed to Michael Manthrax Randwall contained a dollar with the word beer money written all over it and the following letter which said, I would like to hear the sports fish gentleman talk about Val's in St. Cloud. Uh, it was postmarked in Minneapolis, so whoever you are out there, podcast listeners, well done. We'd be happy to talk about Val's in St. Cloud. Stu, what can you tell us about Val's in St. Cloud? You're the only uh, one that Val? can talk about it. Yeah, I, I've That's never true, been. I'm yeah. going to go there in a couple weeks for my yep. first time. Hey, you'll, you, you won't be disappointed. Um, I've been going there for, God, 20 years now. Um, it's just a... Uh, uh, <laughs> my wife goes, it's longer than that. So I'm... <laughs> she's, you know. Is she still talking about Vals? <laughs> yeah, we're still talking about... <laughs> she was talking Hi-oh! about Vals, yeah. <laughs> So... But yeah, um, it's just a greasy. It's a you know a diner, but it's there's no place to sit. It's just a real you know hole in the wall type of place. It's been around for fifty some years, and um, I have the menu in front of me. There are one, two, three, four, five, ten items on the menu: <laughs> hamburger, cheeseburger, double hamburger, double cheeseburger, oh. fish sandwich, shrimp sandwich, French fries, soft drinks, milkshakes, and lemon lime water. Ooh, lemon lime I'm, water. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what lemon lime water is. That might oh, just yeah. be code. That might be code for like weed. <laughs> <laughs> I would the try one guy eight the, of those. The one work in the deep fryer who looks kind of sketchy. I think that's who you talk to for that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's nothing. You can get yourself full for like four bucks, basically. Yeah, the the fries are the uh, main attraction there. There's there's small, which is a buck seventy five. And there's large, which is two dollars, and the lar- and the small is large, and the large is ridiculous. It's just a heaping mass of fries they throw on there. There's like this orange salt on them, <laughs> and they're like the skinny. They're the skinny shoestring fries, and it's they're they kick McDonald's ass up and down Lincoln Avenue. It's just they're perfect. The burgers, I mean, they're um, no, they're not going to come out with a low calorie fry anytime soon. So suck on that, Burger King. The burgers aren't, you know, great. I mean, I mean, Five Guys, if you like a Five Guys burger, it's not as nearly as good as that. But they're, you know, they're bakery fresh buns. I mean, the bread is fresh. They're like the thin patties, and, you know, you can fry them up in onion, you know, ketchup, mustard, pickles, whatever. And, yes, uh, my wife says fries and a milkshake are the reason to go. So they have to so homemade milkshakes. So what like you're recommending here is a double cheeseburger, a large order of fries, and a milkshake. Man. Yes, and the, and that'll be about five fifty if you throw the milkshake in. If you want to skip the milkshake, it's even cheaper. So, 
and an ounce of weed. And, from Sketchy and they give everything, and they give everything to you in a white wax bag, and it gets the big grease stains on the outside, and it takes about fifteen seconds for your car just to stink of like fried <laughs> food, and it's and it ling it lingers. It does not go away. It lingers for days, and it's awesome. <laughs> But you can't, like, you know, if you go there and you think you can get away with it, like, oh, no one's going to know I went to Val's. They'll know. <laughs> they'll smell it. They'll, and then they'll, then they'll go to Val's. So you can't get away with it. So, but, so, yeah, it's, it's great. It's the one place I always tell people to go on St. Cloud. It's it's the very best thing that St. Man. Cloud has to offer. It's right, it's right off of highway. If you're going north, it's, like, four blocks off of Highway 10. You take a left on Jermaine. It's at the corner of Jermaine and Lincoln. All right. Talk me into it. I'm in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the at that stoplight. It's that, the McDonald's and Wendy's are on your right. Take a left. Go four blocks. Go to Val's. Go inside. Get on the touch. They have a little touch screen in there, which is actually the most modern thing about it, and it's kind of disconcerting considering the <laughs> locale. But it takes it takes them five minutes to get it all fried up for you. Nice. So yeah, you got to do it. Just grab a, take a five dollar bill, and you'll get some change and some heart disease, and it's awesome. <laughs> So, Clarence, you're going to St. Cloud in a couple of weeks, right? Yep. I'll be there in my uh, work truck, so I won't particularly care. That thing smells anyways. You can't make that smell. <laughs> so, work, work truck. The smell of a work truck is a whole thing on its own. Yeah, it smells like, uh, I don't know, um, oil manure. and cow manure. Some animals you had to pick up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bell's is going to be uh, is going to be an improvement. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. It's economical and it's awesome. And you just the, when you live in St. Cloud, it's just resisting the temptation to have it every week because it's not good for you at all. I mean, so here's what here's what I want to happen when when Clarence is in St. Cloud, we're going to have him pick up yeah. Stu. We're going to have him go to Val's, and Stu is going to do play by play of Clarence's first Val's trip, and the podcast will pay for it. The sponsorship budget will pay for the whole thing. It'll be wonderful radio. Sure. Stu's on board. I don't talk while I'm eating, John. That's well, you don't have to talk. Stu's doing play-by-play. No. Yeah, I can do eating the play-by-play. Is for eating. eating time is for eating, John. People talk too much already. Eating When you're eating, you're eating. When you're talking, you're talking. That should be the, the headline of this podcast. People talk too much already. True. <laughs> All right, so whoever you are out there, mystery podcast listener, thanks so much for writing in. And by the way, we encourage everyone to send letters to Michael Rand, possibly with hurtful nicknames. What's anybody know the address <laughs> off the top of their head? Four twenty Portland. Four twenty five. Four twenty five. I think. Yeah, four twenty five Portland Avenue in Minneapolis. You can probably again, find the zip code your, online. If you put your name and the return address, don't put anthrax on the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a man. I don't recommend that. Uh, that was just a really bad idea. Whoever decided to do that, I just don't don't do that next time because that's that puts you on a watch list. So you know, we, we've taken topics off of Twitter before, but I think instead we're going to want all our topics to come in addressed to Mike Rand with hurtful nicknames <laughs> on there somewhere. I like that better. We will definitely talk about it if you send it to him with yep. a hurtful nickname. Yep. So that's that's one of my favorite things that happened that's happened in re- in relation to this podcast <laughs> so far. Uh, one more thing that I want to talk about, um, specifically with Clarence, because Stu is going to make snoring noises into the phone again. Uh, 
I, I was watching a video by Mike Russo, the Star Tribune Wild beat writer, and he was sort of suggesting that the way the lines are shaking out, Mikhail Granlin's going to end up starting the season in Iowa. Is that a good I thing? I watched the Fart same noise. video. Yeah. yeah, I watched Fart yeah. Noise. Were you also surprised by that? Fart noise. Shut up, Fart Stu. Noise. Just shut up. <laughs> Other people like things that you don't like, Stu. I don't believe uh, that. <laughs> Am I surprised by it? I don't know. They're because they're making way for uh, Fontaine, who can't be sent down without going through waivers, and he wouldn't make it through. That's the whole reasoning behind it. So the logic is somebody will get hurt, and Granlin will be the first one called up. I'm fine with it. Somebody will get hurt, and Granlin will be the first one called up. I it's, I I feel like I'm surprised that Kyle Brodziak seems to be apparently untouchable. Now, I like Kyle Brodziak, but he had a terrible season last year. But suddenly yep. he's automatically the third-line center, and they're going to put him on a line with Matt Cook and Ned Nutterbutter, or whatever we're calling him. What, what was our <laughs> official Nino, Nino Niederreiter name? It was Nutterbutter. I don't remember what the first name was. Um, yeah, I don't know how Brodziak is this untouchable. He's the Wilkin Ramirez of uh, the Minnesota Wild. You just shake your head and go, what the fuck does he have over this? franchise that they will not get rid of him except he did uh, have a good year a couple years ago he scored 20 goals or something like that yeah, and then they signed him to a contract and he scored like six last year and they're all enamored with him yeah uh i just think it's such a physical game and people get hurt so easily that uh there's so much up and down movement i'm not i i want to get angry about it i do not trust fletcher with trades but on things like this i give him a lot more rope yeah, uh, enough to hang himself. And if he's going to make these decisions, let's see how it turns out. It's not a limited season this time. It's an eighty-two game season, so or eighty-one game season. So let's let's wait and see. I'm fine with it. Are you Are you looking forward to the new divisional structure at all? I, I yeah, I got to admit, I, I kind of like it a lot. Well, I'm old, uh, mm-hmm. so those you know late. Edmonton away games that start at nine, and I am my old balls are already snoring. Yep. By the time the second period starts, I'm I'm done. I can't stay up that late. So uh, those will be so limited this year. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. I somebody counted. I think there's only six or seven nine p.m. starts this year, which is awesome. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. So. And I hate the Blackhawks. Um, so that'll be fun to. Uh, you know, I hope that they, they drop that first puck against the Blackhawks and Knopf could just, like, fucking punch his cane right in the face. Just <laughs> whack! Just punch him right in the fucking nose. That would be the greatest thing ever. A yeah, place to go apeshit. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that like would Green be Greenlay awesome. goes over to the whoever the Blackhawks announcer is, just punches him right in the throat. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Olchek, just <laughs> Mike Greenlay Eddie and Olchek Eddie Olchek just having a brawl in the booth. Right out of the booth, just right out the window, onto the crowd, just Place is going crazy. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's the kind of stuff I miss. You got Doug McLeod, you know those old videos. Of Doug McLeod going crazy. Yeah, that's I, I want that to happen. I, I miss it. So. Can you imagine? Blue, can you imagine the crap storm that would come down if the Wild put Zena and Kanafka out against out against that first Chicago line, the first game of the season, and it just turned into a line brawl? <laughs> oh God, that's what's fun. Yeah, people, the people. That's I like that kind of stuff. What the hell? You know what? Life is short. You know, I I do also want to mention something. You and I, Clarence, have disagreed uh, on fighting in the NHL before. 
But the fight that happened been, last you've week. You've been wrong about it. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. fight that happened last week between Toronto and Buffalo, where for some reason the Sabres put out John Scott, who is seven and a half feet tall and 450 <laughs> pounds, against yes. Phil Kessel, who is tiny. And, and Wisconsin. And he's from Wisconsin, yeah. which makes him extra, yeah. extra pussy. And John Scott basically told him before the faceoff he was going to try to kill him. And then went after him, and Kessel went nuts and slashed him <laughs> twice in the ankles, and like, which was so funny. <laughs> four four Leafs piled right on him. One guy, David yep. Clarkson, who was a big offseason signing for the Leafs, actually left the bench because I don't know what he thought he was going to do, and he's suspended for ten games now thanks to him charging off the bench and immediately getting tackled by the referee. So well done, David Clarkson. It just was a <laughs> tremendous fight, tapped out, capped off by the stupidest goalie fight I've ever seen in my life. With Jonathan Bernier trying to fight Ryan Miller like ten minutes after anything else had ended, it was just well, wonderful from beginning to end. Fighting? It, I love goalie fights. <laughs> they are. Have you ever seen a? You were saying how bad the goalie fight. There's there's no good goalie. Fight. Nope. They're there's all never good, been a good, and one. they're all bad. Except they're good for because they're so stupid. Except for Patrick Waugh getting killed a couple of times in the 1990s. That's true. He had a there's couple. Always of good an ones. exception to the rule. Yeah. Any time Patrick Waugh gets punched in the face, I think we're all happy. Frenchy, yeah, little frog. <laughs> Which, by the way, he's the coach of an NHL team this year, despite the the time he got suspended in juniors for like twenty games for sending someone out to try to kill someone else or something. Like that. <laughs> I can't really remember it. I seem to remember the guy oh. taking off his skate and trying to cut somebody's throat with it or something like that at Patrick Waugh's order, and he's still here. So, congratulations, yeah. hockey, on that one. But it's it was just tremendous. It was like. The thing about fighting in the NHL is I, I find it stupid a lot of the time, but I love brawls in baseball. And this felt like a brawl in baseball, especially with the part about it settling down and then Jonathan Bernier deciding it was time to fight again. And so the one guy who's standing off by third base is now suddenly throwing haymakers at everybody. I just love that. I just loved everything about that fight because it was so stupid, especially Phil Kessel panicking and trying to hack John Scott's leg off with a stick. <laughs> that was my favorite part for sure. <laughs> yes, that was wonderful. <laughs> so at least we can come together on this. Yep. that's that's beautiful. Yeah, this this podcast is all about coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu, are you still there? Are you still awake? Yes, yes, I am. We were talking about punching people. I thought that might get you back in. Nah, not really. <laughs> you're not you're not a fan of the punching people. I was a fan of whatever happened in tonight's uh, Braves Brewers game. I thought that was pretty pretty funny. What happened in tonight's Braves Brewers game? Oh, well, you missed it. Car- your 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 guy Carlos Gomez uh, hit a hit a home run and pimped it the whole way around the bases, and uh, Brian McCann blocked home plate oh, and really? yelled at him before he before he could cross home plate. Was there a and fight? The bench is cleared. Oh. There was a fight. It was Good. a Donnie Brook. I don't know if it was a full-on melee, but it was definitely a Donnie. Punch. I think only one kind of half punch was thrown by yeah, oh, somebody yeah, maybe from the Braves bullpen, but everybody came out. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was like the second pitch of the game. I mean, it wasn't you know impressive. Yeah, it was still it was I classic. Think, yeah. It was classic Gomez. I mean, he just and I believe the first pitch he like took one of those you know. Ken Herbic hacks where he just completely <laughs> yeah. missed, and I think it was Mahalam was the pitcher, and he seemed to take offense to that yep. first pitch, and which is which is dopey in and of itself. I mean, what is he supposed to well, do? Like so the, history, but the history between them apparently is that Gomez has owned 
Maholam. Yeah, Mahol. I'm calling him Maholam. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Mahol, yeah it's Maholam. Terry Maholam. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, last, so the last time they faced each other, Paul, I'm just going to call him Paul. Paul right. hit Gomez in the leg with a pitch, and Gomez didn't like it. So there really was nobody winning. I mean, blocking home plate's kind of a punk-ass move. Um, punch him. If you don't like what he did, punch him. Or just stay in your couch and keep him. All the stuff that's in between is just kind of chicken Or shit. get him out. If you're Mahal, get, get him out. out. On the other yeah, hand, or walk Gomez, yeah. if you're going to pimp a home run, know the that something is going to happen, and you don't get to dictate what's going to happen to you. Somebody might punch you. Somebody might say something to you. They may block home plate like they did. You don't get to know what's going to happen. And you can take offense, but when you take offense, then you should throw a punch or keep your mouth shut. It's the the jawing and the putting your chin up in the other guy's face and all the fake stuff. That's the stuff that drives me nuts. Either do something or don't, but uh, everything in between is just kind of, I don't know, it's... That's why I like the hockey where they actually – there's a lot less of the – between the, the goons at least, there's a lot less of the jawing, and there's just either playing hockey or punching each other. It's, and there's really very little in between between those guys. Well, there's the Matt Cook in between. Of Which we talked about. Uh, yeah, tries, yeah, at great length. The, the Alexander Burroughs because nobody ever gets to punch Alexander Burroughs, and I wish they would. <laughs> that's you know yeah. maybe that's the thing that really bugs me about fighting in the NHL is that it's always two goons going at it. Why even have a goon if one of them can't actually punch Alex Burrow's head into the tenth row? Or anybody from UND? Yeah, or it's anybody who's ever played for the Vancouver Canucks? Anybody who's <laughs> ever played for Wisconsin? Anybody who's ever played for Michigan? Anybody who's ever played for the Detroit Red Wings? Um. Colorado Avalanche, yeah, 1980s Blackhawks. Really the Blackhawks now because they're a rivalry again. That makes Jonathan Taze doubly punchable. Oh, he also went to UND. so punchable. Oh, so, so punchable. Did I miss anybody? Is there anybody else I'm supposed to hate? Well, Haxtell. Yep, Dave ha- well, obviously Dave Haxtell, the nemesis of the podcast. All right. I punch Don Cherry. I punch him. You don't like Don Cherry? He's fine. I still punch him. Yeah, that's fair. Canadian. Yeah. Would you punch Ron McLean too? I'm sorry, John, you cut out there. Who? Would you Ron McLean, the, the other guy on Hockey Night in Canada, on Coach's Corner? American Pie? I like that song. That's all right. Song. <laughs> yep, that guy. All right, that's all I got. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? No, not uh, really. Minnesota sports is uh, oofta. It's tough. It's a slog right now. It's a slog. <laughs> Can yeah, we get excited about the wild? Should we get about the excited about the wild or not, Clarence? Oh, are we going to have a podcast before the the wild season actually starts? Because we always got to do predictions. That's our thing now. We do predictions, then we revisit our predictions. We're yeah. going to do that with the Twins here when they finally finish. Yep. Um, what do you, let's you and I just quick do All right. predictions. We're the only ones that care. Podcast. All right, yeah. you go first. Oh, fuck, I don't care about wins and losses because there's... Yeah, those don't NHL, actually mean anything. Yeah, let's stuff. just go, what, playoff seedings? Yep. Is that maybe the best? Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say fifth. That's exactly what I was going to say, was I was going to be optimistic and go fifth, so now I can't do that. Um, I'm going to say... 
I'm going to go even more optimistic and say they're going to finish second in the Central, which will give them okay. what seed? Because they don't, I mean, the seeds are sort of different this year. Yep. Because they've gone to, they've gone to entirely intra-divisional playoffs. So we're sort of picking the Central seed here. So I'm going to say they finish second behind the Blackhawks. I'm just going to stick with fifth in the, in the West. Fifth in the just West. Just because I already said it. Yeah, Lance is picking know. a playoff seeding that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, shit, John. I don't know. Second, I'm trying to go back and forth, actually, between second and third. I can't think of who would be second instead of the Wild, but I don't want to be that optimistic to say they're going to be second. It sounds so pretty optimistic. It. I'm going to say third because that's still very optimistic for me. And just yep. think about that. All right, so second, Stu, third. Gonna, what are you going to say? Uh, uh, how about they just miss the playoffs entirely and everything bad continues to happen for everybody? Thank Still you, Stu. <laughs> Stu, who's going to win the Lady Bing trophy? Uh, Dave Bing from the Pistons. <laughs> Dave Bing. <laughs> right. Mayor of uh, Detroit, Dave Bing. <laughs> Oh shit! And the yeah, Tigers just—Tigers just, just, yeah. just clinched the AL Central. So are they celebrating? Doing, the, are they celebrating in the? They're celebrating the, the field and they're doing like a—they're doing some sort of choreographed dance. Oh Jesus, man! Seriously, look at these guys. And Tory Tory Hunter's right in the middle of it. And of course he I, is. And I believe, and I think uh, Cleveland won tonight and they eliminated the Yankees, so they're on track to clinch their playoff spot against the Twins. On like Friday or Saturday, oh, yeah. so it'll be three teams, three teams in a row that have clinched against the Twins. That's that's and honestly, God, the Twins deserve that. They yeah, deserve to have their faces. They deserve to have their faces rubbed in the mess they've made on the carpet. I'm going to solve <laughs> this problem by not watching any of those games. I right, well, I got to watch the Friday one because that'll be my Stu, last one. Nobody's gonna, for the season. So. <laughs> nobody's gonna care. Just make it up. No, and you watch. I, uh, just put the box score in there and call it good. No, I, I, the 17 people who read those game recaps trust me to do a <laughs> adequate job of reading the box score and then writing out a story based on those numbers. You're a class so, X, Stu. Don't I ever know. let anybody tell you different. I'm a pretty good guy. So, so yeah. Jimmy Leland's most, giving it. I'll go ahead. Sir. Yeah. This is just the most depressing podcast we've done, I think. It really I think it's got to be. Yeah, it's not been it's not been a positive one by any means. Well, there was the there was the part about Vals in St. Cloud. That was pretty positive. Yeah, oh yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but no. So, yeah, we can probably wrap it up, John. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh thanks for listening. Thanks to Clarence and Stu for doing this on sort of short notice. Uh congratulations to Brandon for staying married for another year and supporting his family and Still, and not being dumb enough to try to sneak away for a little podcasting on his anniversary night. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody. Oh, we're we're hoping we're hoping later this week to do a very special episode of the podcast from Mike Rand's house because everybody there, everybody except me, is going there to party. So we're hoping to do that. It may not work because it will involve a different technical setup, and we can barely get this one to work. So. If if we get lucky, there'll be another one this weekend. If not, well, we'll just be back next week to talk about how depressing the Vikings are again and get sad and just have sort of the same tone of voice where we're all... Nail it. Nail it four, John. They're going to be nailing four. <laughs> nailing four. <laughs>
Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see you. Bye. Bye bye. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. I lift my shirt up. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. I lift my shirt up. I was carried to Ohio in a swarm of bees. I never married, but Ohio don't remember. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.